This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information, go to believerstogether.com. Chapter 17 of the book of Acts opens with Paul and Silas now on the second missionary journey, moving into a town by the name of Thessalonica. Now, at least at first, their arrival in Thessalonica was much more successful and certainly much more calm than the world that they had just left behind in the city of Philippi. Philippi, they had been arrested and beaten and there was an earthquake and all kinds of chaos ensued. But now in Thessalonica, Paul did what he always did when he came into a town was he moved first to the synagogue to seek to bring the gospel message to the Jews that were in that area. Picking it up in verse 5, we read, But the unpersuaded Jews took along some wicked men from the marketplace, and gathering a crowd, they set the city in an uproar. Assaulting the house of Jason, they sought to bring them out to the people. So here we go again, just like every other city he seems to go to, the same ammo Satan is working with. He's Satan, that is, makes up for his lack of creativity, if you will, with a diligent consistency. It seems Paul had been staying at the house of this man by the name of Jason, who was besieged now by angry, non-converted Jews. Why? Essentially, why? Well, because they were jealous. Jealousy is a powerful emotion, and it can drive a lot of animosity between two churches two faiths just as much as it can between the faithful and the unredeemed, just like here in this text. In verse 6, we go on reading where it says, when they didn't find them there, that'd be Paul and Silas, they dragged Jason and certain brothers before the rulers of the city, crying, those who have turned the world upside down have come here also. So now, when this mob failed to find Paul, this Jason goes down for him. Apparently, guilt by association was enough to indict him. Ironically, those that attacked Jason went on to speak those famous words that Paul would be able to use as a testimony on his resume from that day forward. And here it is, quote, These guys are turning the world upside down, end quote. Oh, to have the same statement made of us. Indeed, Paul rarely did anything quiet. When he went into a town to minister, he seemed to always do so like a storm. The world seemed to always hear that Paul was in town. Verse 7 goes, whom Jason has received. Again, part of their accusation, these naysayers. These all act contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. The multitude and the rulers of the city were troubled when they heard these things. So now what we have here is the other shoe dropping. I mean, these loyal Roman supporters, they always seem to come out of the woodwork uh, every time we get into one of these situations. Apparently, it was a common and useful tool 
to accuse one's enemy of insurrection against the occupying Roman government. These men, they accused Jason, and I guess Paul in absentia, they accused him of working to place one King Jesus into the chair of King Caesar. Verse 9 says, When they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So even through all of this chaos, God still intervened on behalf of Jason and Paul. So let us take note that God does not need an unbeliever's permission to see his will come to pass. In fact, he uses whoever he wish. And at this time, he used the authorities there in Thessalonica. The authorities, apparently, were given a level head on this matter by God, and now they refused to move to the degree that the accusers had hoped. Jason was forced to put up a security bond in case there were future issues that might require financial compensation, and then he was let go. That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit believerstogether.com.